The Emerald City, Seattle, Washington. In 1985, it was the perfect place to raise your kids. At least, that's what Judith Mawson thought. A daycare worker with a big heart. She was raising two daughters on her own. Fresh from a bad marriage, Judith didn't know much about meeting men. She was naive, trusting. It was shortly after her 41st birthday when a girlfriend coaxed her out of her shell. Time for a night on the town. Also divorced, Gary was a journeyman painter, solid and dependable. The type you called in a fix. Was he Judith's lucky break? Jim Bailey thought so. He worked with Gary at the truck plant. Gary was wearing faded jeans and a plaid shirt when Judith first saw him at the bar, like a hero from a country and western song. When he looked at her, it was a moment she'll never forget. Judith thought Gary was too young for her, but Gary didn't think so. He made the first move. He asked her to dance. They clicked. Judith's heart was racing as Gary guided her around the floor and into the night that changed her life. When it came to love, Judith had been dealt a lousy hand. Her 20-year marriage ended when her first husband left her for someone else. But while Judith was enjoying her new romance with Gary, the bodies of young women were turning up around the Green River, defiled. The media was following the story closely. Meanwhile, Judith Mawson was unaware of the horror nearby. She was enjoying the first blush of a new romance with Gary. It wasn't champagne and caviar, just hamburgers and fries, but their romance was sweet and simple. Jim Bailey and his wife Linda wanted to meet Gary's new girlfriend. They couldn't believe Gary's good fortune. Judith's girls were now grown and out of the house. Alone in their romantic bubble, Judith and Gary eased into a domestic rhythm. He seemed strangely in touch with his emotions revealing an inner sensitivity that was at odds with his macho male blue-collar exterior. But while Judith's wide embrace made Gary feel secure, her happiness would be short-lived. The streets of Seattle were becoming increasingly unsafe and dangerous. A predator with a sadistic appetite was out there hunting for more victims, and he was getting closer to Judith day by day.
Seattle, Washington was a city under siege during the 1980s. While Judith Mawson was coming alive with the touch of Gary Ridgway, her new lover, women were dying near the Green River, bodies mutilated. By 1985, over 20 had surfaced, but Judith remained unaware, still oblivious to the horrifying events that would turn her life upside down. Unaware that the Green River Killer was stalking the streets close by, Judith Mawson was feeling safe and secure in the arms of Gary Ridgway, a blue-collar worker in faded jeans. After a whirlwind romance, they were now making a life of simple pleasures. As their relationship progressed, Gary felt it was time to introduce Judith to his good friends, Jim and Linda Bailey. Guys will be guys, especially on business trips, but Gary gave Judith no cause for concern. When he went to Vegas, he brought her along. After three months of perfection, Gary wanted to take it to the next level. Would Judith move in with him? She didn't hesitate to say yes. And when they attended a friend's wedding later, there was a happy sign of what lay ahead. Judith caught the bouquet. But Judith didn't feel at home at Gary straight away. It was a bachelor pad in desperate need of a woman's touch and saw. There were stains, bad smells, and oddly, no carpets. But while Judith was nesting in her cozy home, planting bulbs and making dinner, more bodies were turning up close by. A serial killer was on a violent rampage. The King County Police set up the biggest police task force since the Ted Bundy murders. It would become the most intensive and extensive investigation in American history. As the newly engaged Judith Mawson was making plans to marry Gary Ridgway, the Seattle police were trying to catch a vicious predator. By 1987, over 45 women had fallen victim to the Green River Killer. Even though Judith, even though Judith lived within miles of his hunting grounds, she knew nothing of the heartache left by the Green River Killer. She never read the newspaper or watched the news. Judith had good reason to be living in a state of domestic bliss. Her big day was getting close, and soon she would be saying, I do. It was a dream come true. Now she was a full-time homemaker. She liked the comfortable routine of cleaning house, packing lunches. It was the way she wanted life to be. 
Gary couldn't be more dependable. He gave her his paychecks, called if he was running late. A considerate husband, he didn't want Judith to worry. Then a strange discovery. Judith found press clippings hidden by Gary in a desk drawer about a series of gruesome killings in her own backyard. If Judith had read the articles, she would have learned that the inquiry was going nowhere. The killer was still at large, and the task force was spinning its wheels. The killer was someone's friend, employee, brother, or husband. If Judith had been keeping up with the news, she might have been suspicious of her new groom, but she was enjoying wedded bliss. Little did she know their honeymoon would soon be over. The Green River Task Force was going nowhere fast. Too many suspects, too little time. Judith had no idea Gary had been taken in for questioning. His truck resembled the vehicle a victim had climbed into before she disappeared. Three years later, the task force took a second look at Gary Ridgway. Had he been dismissed too easily? They unearthed an old, they unearthed an old police report which confirmed their suspicion. A prostitute named Rebecca had identified Gary as a John who tried to strangle her. According to Gary, it was all a misunderstanding. Was this the lead that the, that they had been was this the lead that had been eluding the task force? Was Judith's hard-working husband Gary the Green River killer? It was just another day at the truck plant when Jim Bailey learned shocking news. The police were there to question Gary. Judith's honeymoon was over before it began. When the police showed up at her door with a search warrant, it was the worst day of Judith's life. How could the police believe her gentle Gary, who, killed, who walked the dog and took the trash out, was capable of such grotesque brutality? Gary's friends were also shocked. He was under suspicion. The Gary they knew was a stand-up guy. Despite an exhaustive investigation, the police came up empty-handed. They couldn't find any evidence to implicate Gary. It turned out that Gary was just one of many suspects. Gary's friends and family were relieved when he was finally released and allowed to return home. It was proof their faith in the man they knew and loved was justified. It would be the last time for many years to come that the Ridgeways' lives would be tainted by suspicion. 
It would also mark the beginning of a period when the Green River killings seemed to slow down. Life at the Ridgeway home soon turned to normal. Gary bent over backwards to prove to Judith he was the furthest thing from a cold-hearted killer. And so life might have continued until death tore them apart. But a new science was emerging that would give police a critical breakthrough. The Green River Killer was about to be revealed. Judith and Gary Ridgway had been happily married for over a decade. During that time, it seemed like the Green River Killer took an extended holiday. Police were still finding bodies, but they were of women who had been missing since the early 1980s. The mood on the street improved as the task force scaled down. DNA testing proved conclusively that the monster who was known as the Green River Killer was Gary Ridgway, Judith's, Judith's doting husband. Little did she know that while she was cooking roasts and washing dishes, the man she loved was stalking the streets for his victims. When the task force had investigated Gary 14 years earlier, they had wondered how the hard-working truck painter and devoted husband found time in his schedule to kill so many women now they know. And then, after 20 years of evading the law, Gary Ridgway tripped up. He tried to procure sex from a streetwalker who was an undercover cop. November 30, 2001 was the last day of domestic bliss Judith Ridgway would ever enjoy. No happily married wife could have anticipated what was waiting for Judith on the other side of the door. A revelation that would crush her dreams for the future and darken every bright memory of her wedded life. It was the beginning of the new millennium, but the end of Judith's life as she knew it. For 14 years, she had lived in domestic bliss with Gary Ridgway, her solid, sweet, dependable husband. But when she answered the door on November 30, 2001, the police were there with horrific news. Gary was a sadistic killer who had murdered over 50 women. News of Ridgway's arrest leaked out. The media was in full frenzy. After years of avoiding the news, Judith could not accept the brutal reality that was staring her in the face. Her warm-hearted husband was a cold-hearted killer. But Judith's misery wasn't shared by the rest of Seattle. Finally, women felt safe. The stalker they feared was in custody. A big surprise, he looked like the guy next door. Judith still clung to the hope that Gary was the average Joe husband that she loved. It must be another misunderstanding. Her friends 
Linda and Jim were ready to accept the truth. The Baileys knew what wasn't immediately obvious. Judith was just one of Gary's many victims, but soon she would have to face the chilling truth because Gary was about to confess. Gary had cut a deal with the prosecution. He would lead police to the bodies of the missing victims. In exchange, he would not face a death sentence. On November 5, 2003, Gary Ridgway finally stepped into court. The whole world watched in hushed silence when he stood to speak. In a voice absent of emotion, he pled guilty to 48 murders. Judith Mawson finally accepted the truth. She had married one of the worst monsters in American history. While the victims' families and people of Seattle had closure, Judith's anguish had just begun. Judith Judith's blinders were now off. She was seeing Gary's lies in the light of the truth. Gary Ridgway was eventually sentenced to 48 life sentences, one for each of the lives he took. It's been a long, slow healing process for Judith. Part of that journey was telling her side of the story in a book called Green River Killer, the biography of an unsuspecting wife. 